Hello once again, Clark Donnelly here, thanking you for joining us on 2020 Vision Ohio, uh, trying to uh, give you a clear-eyed picture of uh, what's been going on. Of course, we started out intending to talk about the uh, presidential election, but we got uh, we got sidetracked, as did most of the country and much of the world, by the uh, novel coronavirus and COVID-19. One of the uh, aspects of the shutdown that began back in March in order to contain the spread of the virus, and now the gradual reopening of Ohio's economy as we hopefully see the uh, outbreaks uh, begin to taper off and we get this thing back under control, has been the issue of child care. Schools were among the first things that uh, Governor Mike DeWine and then Health Director Dr. Amy Acton shut down back in March. Uh, child care centers went uh, pretty much along with that. They have uh, uh, the child care centers have been slowly reopening since May 31st under some pretty strict hygiene uh, and safety guidelines. Uh, you could hear uh, the governor's uh, reluctance almost to reopen these particular facilities too quickly because of the difficulty that operators and staff have in getting little kids, talking about two, three, four, five, six year olds maybe to do things like maintain clear, you know, social distance, six feet apart, wear their masks, wash their hands, all of that is a challenge at the best of times. And when it's so much more important during this uh, uh, outbreak, uh, it's even that much more probably challenging for those folks. Uh, So we wanted to talk a little bit about where those child care centers stand now a few weeks into their reopening. So we got uh, Kim Tice on the phone. Kim is executive director of the Ohio Association for the Education of Young Children. Kim, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Clark. And thank you for your interest in providing Ohio AEYC the opportunity to share our perspective on the impact the COVID crisis is having on child care programs. As you said, once child care programs were reluctantly closed um, by the governor and then given the opportunity to reopen as pandemic child care, there were strict guidelines. Uh, some were health, all were health-related guidelines lower ratios, more um, sanitizing and health protocols put in place. However, many of the guidelines were coming in pieces after the programs were open. So at that point in time, Ohio AYC started weekly conversations with child care providers to listen to their concerns and to create clarity. So I do want to say that I currently myself am not operating a child care program, but what I'm bringing forward is what we're hearing directly from those who are providing the care to children and families. We're hearing from the child care programs that they do appreciate the public health guidelines that require the smaller group sizes, yet it significantly raises the cost of doing business for them. So uh, when the pandemic child centers were opened, uh, as you alluded to, the uh, the ratios of the number of uh, students to teachers was decreased considerably, um, and the distances had to be maintained. So obviously, um, now that they've reopened, um, what are the owners finding and the operators finding? Are they finding that they need more staff or less staff? What we're what we're finding is that they're it varies from program to program. As programs have reopened, some families who have the option are waiting to re-enroll their children because they're still uncertain about the health and safety of group care. And yet we have other programs that are reporting full enrollment and are having to turn staff away. 
similarly, when you ask the question about staffing, most programs that we're hearing from, their staff are eager to return because they miss the relationships with the children and families, and they miss their profession. They went into this as early childhood educators, and yet they're also coming back, particularly those with pre-existing health conditions or older employees, coming back with a lot of fear and anxiety of the unknown, and some are not returning to their employment, and as well as just the challenge of the industry itself is not a high-paying industry, and some have found that the unemployment that they're receiving, they receive much higher pay on that than they do doing their actual profession. So well, that's been a challenge. That federal uh, benefit, however, is going to run out in July, that extra $600 a month provided mm-hmm. by the Federal CARES Act. That has made a difference for a lot of folks. So uh, then they'll be getting by on Ohio's state unemployment benefits. So um, do you do you think that they're going to be ready to return to the workforce, return to staffing at a time when the centers are going to need them, or will there be an imbalance uh, one way or the other? I think already, even pre-pandemic, there was a child care cri- staffing crisis uh, because of the low ben- benefits and pay, and so many organizations had been working towards that. So one of our hopes is as a, as a result of this that more and more people in the public are seeing how essential the work of childcare providers is and that this may long term, we know it's not an easy fix, but that eventually that there will be more attention being given to the pay and compensation for the important work that they do every day. So I, my personal belief is I do believe it's going to be a challenge long term to have the number of qualified early childhood professionals in the programs when they're back to full operation. Is that, it seems to me that's true across uh, many sectors of the economy, particularly those who did continue to operate during the pandemic, and we saw how important it was to have people working at the grocery store and at the drug store and mm-hmm. at some of the other retailers that we had kind of taken for granted and frequently were working uh, for fairly low wages. So uh, it may be a case of, uh, you know, sometimes uh, a crisis, uh, you know, has a, has a very silver lining for folks as people begin to value them more than they did before. Mm-hmm. Um, as, right. you, as, as you hear from child care providers around the state, um, as well as the uh, staff and the, and the educators, uh, what are you hearing in terms of the overall health of the industry? Has this dealt a blow to some child care operators from which they won't be able to recover? Yes. Um, we've heard that some of these, pro- even the programs who have reopened, some of them are only seeing 20 to 50 percent of the children they were expecting. So financially, even those that reopened may not be able to stay open long-term, as well as at the national level throughout Ohio, that 45% of childcare in Ohio reported that without long-term additional assistance that they would likely close. So Ohio has been using $60 million from the Federal CARES Act to provide small grants to programs to offset the loss of income due to ratios, et cetera. 
but if there but long term if there isn't additional federal investment then programs will not be able to continue to operate at these ratios and group sizes with the extra strain on the staffing there's also the extra expense of reopening and staying open under new guidelines uh, summarize for us if you don't mind the state's guidelines or rules for operating a child care center uh, in this reopening phase uh, after the pandemic mm-hmm. yes and there if you if people go to responsible restart Ohio there actually is a listing of these rules if they would like more specifics but some of the there are mandatory rules and there are best practice rules but some of the mandatory rules are that they child care providers must operate under reduced staff to child ratios and group size limits so for many programs this has um, cut in half the number of children and families that they're able to care for so they're being faced with for those who do have families who want to return some programs are having to decide which families can return due to spacing. There's also the need, um, the temperature checks of families, the additional sanitizing of the program. So there is a need for additional time spent on those duties. The recommendation is that as much as possible that there is only one caregiver with a group of children. But we also know that the caregiver can't work from 6.30 in the morning till 6.30 at night, which sometimes, you know, many programs may be open those hours. So they're looking at scheduling staff in creative ways to limit the exposure of children and staff to multiple groups of children. We've always followed child care. One piece about child care was we've always followed really good guidelines on hand washing protocols and sanitizing of toys and bleach but that has just increased considerably with this as well as with the concern of the exchange of bodily fluids etc there is another piece where it's recommended that parents not enter the center and that they create drop-off zones for families which comes with its own set of issues of it's really important to develop relationships with families and communicate with families. So programs are needing to get creative to do that in alternative ways, such as Zoom calls, et cetera. And yet, because there is no playbook for this, this was not in Ohio, but another national report that they had done their best to follow these guidelines and had one individual who was taking the temperatures and greeting the children and bringing them to the classroom, and that individual tested positive for COVID-19. So while they were doing best practices, that meant she exposed every classroom because she, that one person, was delivering a child to each classroom. So there's so much that everyone is still learning and will have to adapt and adjust as more information and more experiences come through. 
Kim Tice is executive director of the Ohio Association for the Education of Young Children. It's the largest statewide association for early childhood education, meaning ages 0 uh, to 8. And uh, in addition to staffing changes and facility changes, um, the operators are also faced with uh, more equipment, more supplies. They, they need more cleaning. They need more sanitizing. Uh, is that $60 million going to go very far once things get going? It's to be determined. I mean, we don't think it will go far enough, certainly. What the indications are right now is that it will be for the months of June and July for those types of materials and equipment and cleaning supplies. It can also be used for to offset additional staffing for the lower ratios. Uh, what the state, we believe, is waiting to see is the grants right now are just being accepted. So they will um, be awarded by the June ones will be awarded by the end of this month. So I think that this is going to be a way for the state to do an initial round of data gathering to determine how much of the funding was utilized and then again predict probably similar funding would be utilized in July again. So there could be some leftover funding that Another round of grants could come, but it won't. It won't go far. I mean, even the sixty million sounds like a lot, but if it was spread evenly, which it's not, it would be about between seven and eight thousand dollars per center. It's not being awarded in that specific way, but it's not. It's not going to go far enough. It's, in my opinion, at this point, it's a band aid, um, and. People are very thankful for it, very grateful for it, but it's not going to offset the issues that programs are facing long term. Kim Tice, Executive Director of the Ohio Association for the Education of Young Children. Uh, as I mentioned, it's the state's uh, largest association for early childhood education. Uh, the website is oaeyc.org. And so if you want any more information on the association, you can find it there. And Kim Tice, appreciate your time this morning. Great information. Thank you. I did want to end by sharing that it is critically important for everyone, not just those in child care, but anyone who knows a child, has a child, to engage in public policy and making a difference. And we work closely with Groundwork Ohio, and they've made it really simple for people to engage. If you go to their website, groundworkohio.org, you can enter your name and address, and your representatives in Congress will be identified. All you need to do is click, and it will send an email, a tweet, or you can make a phone call. So we hope your listeners will join us in supporting the Early Childhood Workforce. Kim Tice, thank you very much. Thank you, Clark. Don't forget to let your friends know about uh, our uh, podcast, 2020 Vision Ohio. We'll hopefully be getting back to the presidential election here pretty soon. If not, uh, we will continue to turn our attention to the coronavirus and the various aspects of that unfolding story. Uh, you can email us at 2020vision at columbusradiogroup.com. Suggest some ideas uh, for things you'd like to hear us cover or questions you'd like to hear us ask, or just call us out on some of our uh, mistakes if you spot them or our uh, points of view that you disagree with. Rate, review, uh, subscribe on your favorite podcast app or on the free Sunday 95 app. I'm Clark Donnelly, and we will see you next time.